Hi everyone, uh, it's Monday again here and uh, Jesus Walks podcast is back. Uh, today it's a discipleship uh, focus and we are looking on the topic of the Holy Spirit. Today uh, it's as usual, three of us, uh, Martin from Sweden and Arndt Jakob from Bergen. Uh, hey guys. Hello. Hello. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> uh, quite an exciting topic for this time uh, yes. we have chosen, right? Uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and and uh, yeah, today it's, as we mentioned, the discipleship focus. Uh, just very briefly before we kick off, uh, guys, could you just give and remind everyone listening about this Wednesday and uh, what's about to come? <laughs> Oops, my alarm clock. Uh, yeah, can you r- remind what's coming? Yeah, I can I can jump on that. Yeah, we are starting on uh, Wednesday evening. We are, it's going to be eight o'clock uh, Norwegian Swedish time and nine o'clock Latvian time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and we are going to start uh, like an online training on how to make disciples. So it's a practical equipping type of initiative, but it's also like a community where we. Those of us who have in our heart that we would like to pass on what God has given us um, and, and pass it on to new people and reach new people and serve and disciple new people and see a, like a movement of disciples of Jesus and with the gospel uh, happening, then we would like to connect together uh, also across locations and across countries as well. So every second Wednesday, for um, for like it will be first eight weeks so like every second week uh, so that means four times we will have an online gathering and uh, the event is out on facebook and yeah. uh, there is also like a registration form online so it's possible to to register and join in and as we walk together to, to disciple new people so welcome if this is in your heart yeah very 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 good uh so uh please join us uh yeah it's gonna be exciting we're really looking forward to it uh yeah so uh, back to the topic of the holy spirit um so we know uh, he's the third uh, person of the trinity um and today we just want to share both from our personal experience uh like uh, how we have got to know him in our journey uh, as he's so crucial in this whole area of discipleship and Christian life altogether. Uh, and again, we all come from a bit different uh, uh, contexts, which I think uh, gives a beautiful flavor uh, to it, uh, as this can often become a bit uh, controversial topic in different camps uh, and you know has caused some, some uh, confusion, uh, but also so much life. So we want to just uh, encourage, uh, share personally, and uh, yeah, give uh, the focus to the third member of the Trinity this time, as he does so much. So, uh, guys, maybe you can, uh, yeah, Antiako, maybe you can start with you. Uh, can you share a bit yeah, the journey with the Holy Spirit? Uh, of course, it's a huge, huge topic, but you yeah. know uh, how it started and maybe yeah, yeah uh, his role in your life. Yeah. Yeah, in my life, uh, I think it was about when I uh, started to study, was a student after high school, and I was going through a period of, in my life that was uh, more like a tougher time where I was really seeking God and asking many questions, and I, and I felt inside came up this longing for God and also a need for Him to 
somehow uh, come into my life. I I had been through like also like a relationship breakup, and so it was like this this kind of vacuum of where I really felt I had like I had pain in my life, and I really felt I really needed God. So I was really praying at the time and didn't have any past experience of this sort with the Holy Spirit. I had of course heard and I had read and. But I also didn't know that many people who had shared with me these kinds of experiences. So, but um, but in this time, I had a, a really s- strong encounter with God, uh, and it happened actually in a like in in a meeting in Bergen where I was I was in this room with with many students, and it was a very quiet congregation. <laughs> it was a speaker who was also speaking in a very quiet way. There was no kind of noise or moving around but i was there so really like listening because i knew god could speak i just had inside of me i know god is alive he can speak you know jesus is alive and and then the preacher said this one thing he said if you want to become strong you need to become weak first and that sentence kind of traveled from the mouth of the speaker and and across the room and hit me in my chest kind of over my heart and there was such power in the words that I was uh, struck off my chair. And people were like, oh, what's happening you know, to this guy? What's happening? And I knew God had spoken. And I went home to my apartment here in Bergen, West Coast, Norway. And I kept praying. And, and so the, the room, the apartment I have was kind of same size as the room I'm sitting in now, like 20 square meters or something. That was it. And it was like filled with this divine love incredible love and i understood that it was god i was meeting with god and that he really cared for me personally that he saw me in my my pain and he had come as an answer also to my seeking him and um and then i i came into like a conviction of sin in my life and i started to confess very specific sins and afterwards also i started to go to people and ask them forgiveness for things uh, very specific ways and then I had a vision of Jesus on the cross and I understood that he died for me and it took my sin and it became very personal, you know, as he revealed himself to me. And, and in that instance, I surrendered my life to God and I really kind of said, okay, I surrender everything to you, God, like take my life, use it for whatever you like, send me where you want for the rest of my lifetime. And, and that day, I would say, I got this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And after this incident, I after this, I, I I felt I could feel him, I could feel God close, and I could start to to communicate with him, and it, that was the start of start of the walk for me. So that's maybe like an, an introductionary thing. Beautiful, awesome. Thank you, uh, Martin. Can, uh, can you share? Yeah, um, when I. Uh, I had studied one uh, one semester or one term on in my theological studies. I was then twenty one years old, and and I had this quite similar as you and Jacob that I know about the Holy Spirit, and uh, but didn't really have some ex- experience or have met uh, people where it where he was 
that press and uh, so to say but um and and it was quite fun because uh, the course that i had over the the new year because we're having exams in january in sweden the course was like uh, religious philosophy or what it's called in english so it was very much about boxing god into uh, so we set this kind of definition in this one and then he's uh, you could uh, and uh, and then we <laughs> i went to this this uh, a camp that I've never been been to before um, as a as a small group leader. It was a um, more of a charismatic um, youth movement camp, and uh, yeah, I uh, I really got to an encounter with the Holy Spirit uh, in many different ways. Uh, prayed prayed for people who got healed and uh, speaking in tongues, and and a lot of things happened for me during that that week or. And it was also so so interesting when when my studies were about like limiting and finding definitions of God, and he just broke that uh, box totally, uh, and and maybe not totally, but but especially totally from the religious philosophy at university box, uh, he broke it. Uh, it's not. Uh, uh, it's not unpredictable in that it it still orders, but it, it uh, from from that kind of studies to that kind of camp, it was uh, extremely big differences. And uh, I remember now when you spoke on Jacob, I, I just realized that the, the the nights after I got home, I uh, I couldn't couldn't hardly sleep because I was so filled with uh, with the Holy Spirit. So. Um, and on one of the nights, I prayed for all the people that I I met in my life. So trying to remember all like uh, uh, classmates yeah. in the first grade and the teachers and the <laughs> people working in the in the school kitchen and the soccer coach. Yeah, every, so yeah, it took some hours. So maybe that <laughs> wasn't why I was sleeping, but because the the spirit really stirred something mm-hmm. in me. But also since then, I, I could see it's it's a lot about like like stairs. I would say that uh, in different occasions the spirit has has revealed more or been poured out more, and I I came to another uh, stair uh, in the staircase, so to say, and 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 then something happened, and I, and I understand more. So it wasn't just that single thing. It's so it's more of a a stair experience when I experienced more and more in, in different ways of it. Um, and that's been, been really important over the years. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, just briefly from my side as well, uh, coming from uh, a line of, of Christians in my background. So I uh, had a beautiful Jesus-loving kind of family and, and community around, uh, really appreciating the Word of God. Uh, but maybe the spirit was a bit kind of unclear. So, you know, often uh, when I came to faith, you know, I read the scriptures, you know, I saw different things happening. And, um, but, you know, I started writing songs and mission came on my heart as well for people to get to know Jesus. Uh, so that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found myself, uh, yeah, just tired, I guess. And, and uh, first I had the rediscovery of the gospel that it's not based on my performance because, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I come from this context where it's a lot about, you know, just work, 
work of your salvation and do things for God. But I just became really tired. And, uh, and I remember, you know, just the songs sometimes were like my diary. So I was just like, okay, it's just by grace. So that was like a first shift in, in my walk with God. And then uh, I think three years in, uh, when we as a group started thinking about like actually um, establishing a community uh, of reaching out to new uh, people, uh, there was experience yeah, in, in one uh, kind of leadership coaching uh, session uh, where some of the guys from Norway had come and, and uh, you know, I was a bit hesitant with my systematic theology uh, book and, uh, yeah, a bit kind of just, um, I guess, skepticism uh, in my heart about the whole thing. You know, I thought it's good to hear some structure. It's good to, uh, you know, uh, talk through the plan. But the prayer mm-hmm. part was a bit like hesitant in my heart. And, mm-hmm. and one of the leaders said, just go for it, you know. And, and so what happened, we got prayed for. And that was my first encounter when... Uh, yeah, I knew God was speaking personally and intimately through like a person. And there basically in 2010, the journey kicked off and it took like four years actually to really uh, sink in deep and really uh, come to this personal uh, uh, realization that Holy Spirit wants to be actively involved in my life and start uh-huh. to lead me, guide me, uh, yes. not, not only in my life, but also be passed on to others. So. It started an amazing journey, and I found this like new uh, dimension of actually, uh, uh, yeah, while being already a believer, already loving Jesus, actually realizing that He can be so close on my everyday life, and yeah, there's so much to explore on that side. So, yeah, it, so it's beautiful to kick off this journey. Uh, and if you are listening and you feel maybe you know you have been in a similar journey, keep listening. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there, there is a much right. Maybe I can just uh, give a note because I, yeah. I was thinking that maybe there are some people that are listening in, watching, and maybe already now you feel kind of like a bit like, okay, this is not me, or or you feel that uh, you haven't experienced anything like what we're sharing about and you have wanted it maybe. Uh, and so you kind of write yourself off a bit and you, f- you have these you know, negative emotions about it and stuff. Uh, or on the other side, maybe some people are, are listening and thinking that okay, I had some, I had some bad experiences with some charismatic uh, type of expression of church or Christians where, where it seems so strange, and I don't know if I really want to open up to this Holy Spirit thing because you know, is it really the real thing or what? You know, so I just want to say say that because uh, I think that many things can come up when, when we encounter this topic of the Holy Spirit because because the thing is that. The, the Holy Spirit is, is God here among us. That it's the it's the living Jesus Christ. So it's not the dead Jesus Christ that you Amen. you only write systematic theology about to to be a bit sharp, you know. But it's the the living Jesus that is among us today in in Latvia, in Sweden, in Norway. He's moving here. He's here, and and in the book in in um, in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is very present and active. And he is the Holy Spirit, right? So it is the Holy God, really, and the true God, and the loving God, and the powerful God. Um, so, the, so my point is just that this is real, and it's healthy. There is a healthy path in the, in all of this. And so, so, so I'm just thinking, like, please don't write yourself off because of maybe experiences that haven't been good, but because we believe that, like the Bible says, that this is for every every believer. This is for you, and the Holy Spirit is amazing amazing so um but isn't it also so that we have maybe not a theology but an attitude that 
it's just some Christians that the Holy Spirit really cares about and will will pour himself out on uh, the good ones or the um, the um, the ones who are have special callings that kind of of attitude and and a lot of us feel a bit distant from it okay so yeah i've heard other people or i've seen that happen but but for me nothing is uh, is ever happening and that's probably because of me i have done i'm not that good christian and, and i think that's a that's a really common but also quite powerful lie uh, mm. that uh, that it the spirit and it's it's something that we in a way deserve deserve or that we are are getting after good behavior and uh, nothing could be uh, could be more wrong I, as i see it's it's just um, i think it's important to see that that we aren't in control of the spirit so the spirit god in the spirit uh, decides how and where and and so he wants to to reveal himself, pour out himself, etc., and and for us, it's been more about that we are uh, are open to receive hungry for more, uh, but also uh, going with um, believing what we are having, uh, so to say. For example, the when we are baptized in the, in the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit, we we will. We will have the spirit. Then we—that's, I think that's a, that's a gift that we can unwrap more and more and get more and more filled up with the spirit. But we have the the spirit. I I, I have several occasions before this in, strong encounter when I was twenty one. When when I really afterwards realized that that was the spirit talking through me or mm-hmm. or working or telling me stuff. But. Um, uh, so it wasn't that I didn't have the spirit. It was more that I didn't really know him and he maybe weren't that poured out and revealed uh, to me. And I think that that is the case for a lot of us. Yeah, uh, I think it's very true, Martin. Uh, I think, guys, question on this regard as we move a bit forward uh, for someone listening and saying, okay, guys, uh, this experience, but I'm interested in discipling others or I really want to make disciples, you know, uh, mission is in my heart. Why this topic is so crucial, uh, would you say, uh, in uh, making disciples, uh, what you have seen in your life or yeah, why we touch this topic so crucially at this point? And Jacob, I can start it. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that for for I mean, if you have a, if you have in your heart that you would like to to reach out to people like Jesus told us to do, I think what you find is that it's very hard to do it on your own. It's um, it, if you, if you try to to just kind of act because of your willpower or because you know it's a, the right thing to do or something, um. Yeah, it can be very heavy and and difficult, like a bit like Mars, like you shared, you know, that you got tired because it was how much you had to do, you had to do. But but I think that if you st- if we start first, more like with like Jesus, who who had this intimacy with his Father, right, and and who had the Father's voice coming over him when he was baptized, that that like you are my beloved Son, in in and I'm well pleased with you, and the Spirit came on him, right, and. And when you when you when you follow Jesus, he had this this real love for people. He had a heart for people. You know, he was really he he was driven by that. 
And he also had this ability to somehow just speak into people's lives and, and touch mm. them in the places where they, they, he knew their heart was aching or he knew their shame, he knew, you know? And, and I just think that after years for myself, just seeing how it is to, to try to follow him on this walk, which is my desire, um, I, I am not able to do it in my, on my own. Like I need him. I need to walk with him. I need him to live it through me. And so, and so I think that uh, that if you start, if we start more like with this intimacy with the Father, like uh, like seeking Him more than seeking the ministry, you know, that's a that's a big one. Then it will flow. It will just flow. It it's not it's not difficult. The difficult part is that you get it wrong in your relationship to God. That's the problem. Problem is not that it's so difficult that people's lives are touched. I think as long as we stay in this intimacy with him and he gets to, to live it through us and touches our hearts. And of course we need to, to, to act in obedience, to do what he says. And that's a part of it too. But, uh, but it, it all changes and it becomes with a smile, you know, rather, rather than like, Oh, I have to, I have to. So it's something beautiful about Jesus is walking. Awesome. Martin? Mm, yeah, I think it's inter interesting when uh, Jesus is saying, it's better for you that I'm leaving and my spirit can come to you, uh, that I'm, st I'm staying with you. And I think that's, uh, that views the importance of the Holy Spirit uh, mm. in our lives and when we are helping others into discipleship, because then the, the spirit is so crucial. Uh, I often thought that, couldn't Jesus be present? Isn't that better? Uh, but uh, he is clear that the spirit is is more important than himself in in in, in when in when in, in these times and in order to make disciples. And I think the um, the, um, the spirit is, is uh, um, talked about as the like the comforter and the helper, but also the one who who reveals sin in our lives, etc. And I think. Those things are, are extremely important when it comes to disciple others because it's uh, he's the helper for me in order to to serve people or help people grow in discipleship. But he's also the helper for for that people in order to to reveal sin in in his or her life. It's not my it's not my job. It's the spirit who reveals things. So uh, I think. Uh, uh, and, and that is also what we see in the. If we look in the book of Acts, that the Spirit is is really crucial for them. We have several uh, occasions when, when, for example, the Spirit is leading them in, in one direction or is hindering them from going according to their plans, uh, but also reveals. Uh, uh, good stuff. I'm, I'm thinking about like Cornelius or. Uh, other people who is God is um, the spirit is really revealing you should go there you should open open the door or, or follow that man and that so he's uh, he's the grand designer of the the mission work and, the, and we see that apostles are just acting according to it so I, I think uh, both in uh, what you say in in uh, in heaviness uh, burden it's it's a great um, relief with the spirit but also just to to be able to do to do this mission uh, uh, mm. as as fruitful as possible we need to do it in obedience and according to his plan 
Yeah, <clears throat> that's so good. I think as Jesus Walks community here, uh, we really strongly believe, guys, right, that, uh, as you said, Martin, that Holy Spirit is at the front of the mission. And, you know, mm. uh, some argue that it's not acts of the apostles, but actually acts of the Holy Spirit rather yeah. than the apostles. And they are just, you know, obeying in his footsteps as he points out where to go or where not to go and speaks in dreams and, you know, leads the mission, really. So when we talk and we will talk about the discipleship and disciple making uh, this uh, for some seemingly technical terms which they really are not but uh, it's actually uh, the life and the richness in uh, the life of the holy spirit in your own life that kicks it off and and you yeah. we really strongly believe that without the holy spirit mission is mission impossible basically yeah. uh, it will drain you out it will wear you out uh, and and uh, but we believe in the good example and we look in the scriptures, it's possible to walk with him. Uh, and we have, the name is Jesus Walks, right, uh, to the ministry. So Bible a lot speaks about walking in the spirit, right? right? And, and so we have been given this Holy Spirit uh, also in disciple making. Uh, so, so guys, question as we again move a bit forward. Um, someone uh, maybe now being already in the context where he's discipling someone and, you know, and, and, and the question is, how do you practically implement, uh, you know, leading someone also to get to know the Holy Spirit? Uh, you know, uh, for some, it might be a foreign experience. Uh, for me, I, I used to think that Christianity is not spiritual in that sense uh, until I got to know Holy Spirit and I realized, whoa, <laughs> Christianity is so uh, spiritual, but it's holy spiritual, right? It's led by the Holy Spirit. So it's a different kind of uh, approach. But when someone being at the, you know, uh, sitting in a coffee shop with his friend reading Bible or, or starting to have first talks about Jesus and, and you know, faith, how do you uh, encourage or how do you, uh, yeah, um, can guide some practical maybe steps uh, or examples of, of the Holy Spirit's role in, in, you know, in the everyday kind of uh, disciple making, uh, maybe some yeah, encouragement or some guidelines there. I think um, uh, one uh, one good um, one good thing is to to just ask the Holy Spirit. Uh, for example, if you're sitting down reading the Bible and just pray shortly, Holy Spirit, come and reveal for us what you have planned for today, or something like that. As we pray before every podcast, yeah, Holy Spirit, guide us, help us, uh, let us say what's on your heart for today. Um, and I think that's a that's a prayer that uh, I pray um, several times a day, and uh, uh, it's just inviting the Holy Spirit to reveal more about uh, what's on His heart and or help us understand more about Jesus, that kind of stuff. Then we can also see in the Bible and also have experience of that of of uh, laying hands on people and praying for more of, of the Holy Spirit over them. I, I think that's uh, both in the Bible and in the, my experience, that's an important thing. Uh, and I, I think that we also there, uh, sometimes we can really experience that something happens when we are doing that. And sometimes we, we, we aren't. I, I think... Um, uh, Jesus is saying uh, he, he has some teaching about he, who um, that uh, if if uh, a, a son wants a, a fish and his dad gives him a snake, no, no father would do that, uh, or a bread and he gives him a, a stone. 
And how much more wouldn't my father give Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I think if we ask him, he will give us. Amen. Even though we don't really know what's happening or experience anything. Because sometimes we think that, yeah, I must, must experience or feel or something needs to be happening. And I, I think um, we need to understand, uh, as we mentioned before, that the Holy Spirit is God and is, is sovereign. And he, he is doing whatever he wants. Um, and I, I think uh, if we look, in, I, it's very good because we can look in the book of Acts, this, for example, uh, on the day of the Pentecost, uh, it was uh, fire coming down or it seems like fire. Um, they were talking a lot of different uh, languages. People thought they were drunk. It was, uh, yeah, the spirit stirred up a lot. Uh, it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't a shy spirit or it wasn't uh, discreet in any way. It's very very much uh, bold and and public. But we can look in other situations in act when it just says, "Yeah, the spirit of the Lord uh, hindered us." No flames, no people uh, uh, talking, speaking in tongues. It's very very if we say shy or calm or, or something, I think we need to, to have both sides of the spirit. It's, it's not just, it, it must be um, either way. It could be both ways in different situations. I, I experience about um, both of these. Um, and we see that also, like I was saying in the, in the old Testament, when the spirit is, is uh, working, we have it, we have him working, Sometimes really, really, like if we say bold and shy, I don't know. I, I know it's not good words, but you understand what I mean. That yeah. it, mm. um, I just thought about this, uh, you know, Elijah, uh, when he says that it, it, it came the thunder, but God wasn't in the thunder. He came the storm and God wasn't in the storm. And then it comes some, some uh, cool breeze, breathe, uh, breeze. And then God was like whispering in the breeze. That and often that is is mentioned that when God is doing things, it's really quiet and and so on, and it could be. But the problem with that is, uh, the chapter before God uh, burnt down the whole mountain with His power. So then He was really, really, uh, it was strong and active. But then He, so He was present both in that, but also then in the in the quiet whispering. And I think we need to have both attitudes that the Spirit is is. Uh, is meeting us in, in mm. very different uh, ways. And when we invite, he will come. Great. Uh, and Jacob? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think like Jesus teaches that uh, the logic of the Holy Spirit, like in John chapter 3, is, is uh, not something you can grasp with your uh, human intellect. And but when you get to know him, you will start to understand him more, you know. And so I think uh, <clears throat> for me, whether it's believers or non-believers, the way to introduce the Holy Spirit is to pray with them. And the reason for that is that, not because the Bible is not spiritual, but it's just that, uh, especially here in the West, a lot of people have, uh, <clears throat> they're used to a lot of like mind knowledge. And like we said today, with also um, systematic theology, that we are used to being so humanistic that we, we think uh, about things instead of relating by heart. Hmm. So 
but if you bring people into a situation of of praying and actually relating to God like that, or in worship or something where they connect with their heart or they 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 experience or they feel, you know, um, this is uh, like such a key for for people to understand that actually God is here, mm. not just that we're talking about God, you know, in some theoretical way, but actually mm. God is here. Mm. I think that is like a, a big key, and and so I would encourage people to. To also, if you feel in a conversation with a non-believer and you feel that the Holy Spirit is kind of giving you green light, uh, also ask if you can pray for them for a mm. need or just like generally to bless them or, or to listen to God for them. And that can actually be the start of them starting to open up uh, much more. Mm. That's very good. Uh, we will touch in the coming uh, ongoing series of the Holy Spirit also, right? The power of the Holy Spirit. We will. So I think, uh, you know, healing, deliverance, different aspects or uh, the supernatural life. Uh, but uh, just briefly from my side, uh, what I have seen even in the recent weeks, uh, there's been some uh, people coming to faith in Jesus. And uh, it's been interesting to just uh, to witness uh, also beforehand that Often people that are raised within uh, so-called the church people or people that have been in the uh, institutional church, uh, uh, in a sense for them, often there's much more blocks uh, to experience uh, the life uh, and the experience and the personal uh, intimacy with the Holy Spirit rather than someone coming totally from never read the Bible, never prayed in my life type of uh, place. And it's just uh, curious for me. I have experienced it again and again. And so what I just encourage you, if you actually are in a place of discipling someone that's, uh, that haven't been in the classical uh, church environment, actually really be bold. <laughs> People are very sp- open for spiritual conversations these days. And uh, it seems, as you mentioned, guys, that the uh, Holy Spirit is like, drawn to a place where there's prayer happening it just seems wherever there's like a feeling of the spirit or a touch of the holy spirit often in acts we see it's you know they came in prayer and waited both in acts 2 acts 4 elsewhere uh, cornelius situation peter is on the roof praying so it seems that uh, whenever prayer is happening holy spirit is just drawn there so Definitely, as you read or you talk, and you know, it's not bad to uh, intellectually argue about things, but there is something very precious about the Holy Spirit and uh, mm. the prayer. So just pray and talk and, uh, yeah, invite Him. And uh, also, was reminded that in Acts, uh, uh, you know, beforehand, Jesus had said that Holy Spirit, Spirit will give some words to say when the disciples will be drawn uh, before authorities, and they will be like, What do we say now? And I think it's good always to ask Holy Spirit, just give me words even when I go to the meeting, uh, you know, to speak with my friend or colleague and uh, actually give me words that's divine. And often uh, people have witnessed and said, you know, suddenly these thoughts just came out for me and I shared stuff that I didn't know beforehand. (laughs) And some say they were encouraged themselves by what they shared, you know, because they really felt that it was Holy Spirit that gave them the words. So he is really in the mission and he's drawn uh, when we make those steps ahead as well. So, uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I just uh, thought about that. One thing that I think is really important and that is that uh, we could be a bit hesitant to, to like pray for a non-Christian friend about the Holy Spirit. Oh, what will he or she experienced or, or, yeah, maybe we we uh, maybe we should uh, calm down a bit with the spirit. We we just read the Bible and and we talk about uh, 
Christianity. And I think uh, sometimes we, we view the spirit as uh, like a teenager that ro- can't really behave himself, that we need to limit, set limits for the, for the, for the spirit. And saying, yeah, you can come here, but no, no further. And, uh, uh, and I know the, the church plant that I was part from, uh, yeah, it was started 10 years ago, 12 or something like that. We, we said and realized, God, God really revealed this for us. He said that uh, it's never unhealthy with too much of the Spirit or too much of God. It, God can't be unhealthy. <laughs> Uh, every, but the unhealthy part is when people are like pushing God, like uh, trying to do more things than the spirit is doing, or holding back. So both, it's it's always it it gets um, um, dangerous, or it, it gets bad when when we are trying to limit or trying to push what God is doing. But God Himself can't be. Um, uh, like dangerous, it can't be too much of God. And uh, since the Spirit is is uh, pointing at Jesus and and revealing things, that is, I would say, the key thing for a, a, an interesting person to mm. understand. What what has Jesus done for me? And especially to to get to the core of of uh, like the the wounds or. The questions, or what, what's the the key things in in my heart, in in, in order to to have a relationship with God. So um, I think we need to be bold and uh, think about it. it's it's not it could never be unhealthy with too much God. So instead, giving giving as much God as we can to the people, but also knowing that the the fruit and the consequences of the spirit is always. Uh, positive no matter what what happens it needs to be some kind of positive experience afterwards uh, otherwise it's it's something wrong mm. if i can just maybe clarify when i when i said about uh, like praying for a non-believer for example like um what, what i would do is i would i would pray for needs that they have like jesus mm. he he went out to to all kinds of people and we are not always told in what place in life there were in relating to God or with sin or whatever, but he healed the sick. He also delivered people um, from, from evil spirits. And he was kind of, you know, or speaking into their lives in a place of need in a special way or, but when it comes to, when it comes to the, the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit or being baptized in the Holy Spirit, of course, the Holy Spirit is God moving in, in your life, basically. Right. So that is uh, then you you are in uh, uh, you are kind of entering covenant with God. And so so I would of course with an unbeliever I would talk to them about Jesus and I would share with them the gospel first and foremost when it comes to that part. Um, and and uh, and the and their faith and repentance will be the way. I mean Jesus will be the door into that new life where the Holy Spirit is is what you get right. So it's not like we jump, we jump over the gospel or over Jesus in any sense. Yeah. But, but the Holy Spirit in that situation can can really really touch people, and and needs mm. can be met, and things can happen, and revelation can come about their life. Certainly, you prophesy, and often I've I often have have experienced this. I start to pray, 
And then God just starts to show me things about this person's life. And I didn't know anything about it. And after we have prayed, they are like, How, where did you get that from? You know, and suddenly they understand actually God knows me. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's very good. Uh, I was just reminded as you share <clears throat> and Jacob from Acts uh, 10:38, uh, it says that God, being the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit uh, with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because or for God was with him. Yeah. It's interesting how it ends with this intimacy, like God was with him. Therefore, you know, he had this power to actually supernaturally meet the, uh, meet the different uh, needs uh, being around. So it's just so encouraging to see that this topic of Holy Spirit actually will come down on the, you know, uh, on the earthly level, so to say, and, and actually meeting real needs, real people. Yeah. But the source yeah. is supernatural because it comes from God. It doesn't yeah. come from our striving or our intellect. Uh, so, yeah, guys, maybe we, um, like last thoughts bef- uh, as we wrap up this episode uh, from each of you, uh, anything to say at the end for people listening and watching us? I just thought that one thing that we haven't mentioned, but it's important also, is that the Holy Spirit is transforming me uh, when I'm uh, seeking Him. And and I would say that the, we, we can talk about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, uh, but especially giving me, me love for people, especially people that I don't really did care about or... or uh, uh, I thought were annoying that kind of people. I think the the spirit is is uh, uh, changing my heart and, and feeling love for them. That's an important part as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I always said to people that it's uh, it's good to pray, like ask God, because there's a promise that uh, um, you know if you have a God is a good Father in heaven, and and then it's says that how much more will He not give good gifts to His children than earthly mm. fathers would do, right? And then in, in one of the texts, it says that he would give the Holy Spirit. That's instead of kind of just gifts in general, but actually the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And and I know from my life, when I read that it's good to seek the spiritual gifts, you know, it's good to seek it, good to ask for it. Uh, I was really asking for the power of the Holy Spirit and for speaking in tongues and for all this prophecy and healing. And I was really praying and I was desperate and to the day where God's power really hit uh, my life. <laughs> so I just want to encourage everybody that God wants mm-hmm. to give, but he's also, he's also inviting us to ask. So do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from my side, I was just reminded, if you are listening and you feel that you have been in church environment, uh, maybe you already are a believer and, and you have this hesitance or some kind of block towards the Holy Spirit, maybe it can be a bad experience. Uh, it can be like uh, your mind and, and not wanting kind of to uh, <laughs> surrender control in that sense to him and how he works in your life. I just encourage you to actually make that step, that bold step of saying, I might have had bad experience. Other people might have misused some of the things, but I actually surrender uh, both my mind, my understanding how you work, these boxes and say, God, uh, of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, uh, come and and he's so faithful i have seen twice in the last uh, week uh, people that have been in church environment for for a while that's believers and that had these blocks 
And the beauty was that once they actually said, okay, just being honest with God, which is important, and then actually saying, I surrender uh, how it looks or how you come. I just want you, uh, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit came and, and they really felt being filled with the Holy Spirit and experiencing joy and life. And one of them said from like being very weak, he felt like being strong and becoming like mighty in, in the spirit. Mm. And it's like beautiful. Uh, hadn't yeah. told him much of the uh, theological aspects <laughs> that Jesus says, but he experienced it. It was real. And mm. I said, now yeah. it's, your, it's your intimacy with God. And so, uh, guys, maybe we just finish with a prayer for our sure. people. Uh, yeah. Who of you guys want to lead? Just uh, yeah, we can go for it and uh, finish with it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are and all the longing that that you have for us. Um, mm. Now I ask you that you'll come over everyone who, who listens or, or watches us mm. right now with uh, more of your presence, more of your love, mm. more of your yeah. joy, peace. Yeah. Um, yes. And also that your your power will be more present in in our lives. Yes. Come, Holy Spirit, and uh, fill us up and do your work through us and among us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Just touch each one listening, each one watching. Yeah. yeah meet our spirit. Uh, and show the Father's love that it's yes. real, that uh, each one is accepted and loved personally, as Romans 5.5 5 says. Thank you, you make real the Father's love. So just show that this intimacy is first knowing we are loved. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Yes, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, we will continue in two weeks uh, on the discipleship focus, uh, the series. Uh, we'll see how long we'll go, but uh, we felt that the Holy Spirit is a very important topic in, uh, in, uh, in our community and in what we believe in. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is not the end. It's just the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, just reminding again on, on Wednesday, uh, we have the uh, the training, uh, equipping uh, communities gathering um, that yes. will happen for four sessions in eight weeks, uh, how to make disciples. And we will touch some of these topics we mentioned also today uh, in some ways as well. So uh, please register and uh, join us. Uh, otherwise, uh, see you next week. And uh, yeah, spend time with uh, God. Uh, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we say bye and see you soon. Bye.